the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio. Um, as we're kicking off the Very Bold Radio and podcast, it's been great because I've had a lot of my favorites on. And so, and now we're out of our favorites. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. I had to get you back. I just had to get no, you back. No, lay it on. Let's do no, this. Let's, let's do, do this. this. <laughs> we're going there. No, Candace Curry, the con man's daughter, is one of my favorite guests. We set a record, a good record. This is not a notorious record. <laughs> Because when I first interviewed her, we had an hour-long show when I was doing Beacon Radio. Now we're doing a half-hour show for Very Bold. We did the entire hour, and it still wasn't enough. So we recorded an entire another segment, another 30 minutes. So the big question today is how are we going to do this in 25 minutes? We're just going to do it. We're just going to. We're, we're just we going to do focus. it. we got to focus. We got to focus. That's a problem for you and I, though. <laughs> That's a problem. We do. That's part of the fun. I know. That's part of the fun. So um, this book that you wrote a couple years ago, The Con Man's Daughter, is one of my favorite books ever. You know what? Tell me. Today is the two-year anniversary of You're its kidding. release. No, I just realized that. You're kidding. Is it the 16th? It is. Two-year anniversary. All right. How does that feel? How does that feel? <laughs> I'm going to go buy a birthday cake, and I'm going to stick a two-year candle in it. I did that last year with the one year, and I made my kids <laughs> I made my kids That's sing awesome. happy birthday. See, you're already well, ready to be on the microphone. <laughs> because, because this is my favorite child. I love it. Yeah, this is my favorite child. And so I we made have... those other kids sing happy birthday to it. Oh, my god! She lit the candles and everything. <laughs> we have your daughter, Styles, in here. She knows. She knows. She's that fine the, with the, it. The book, how do you feel about this, Styles? Did you know that uh, this book is her favorite child? How do you yes. feel? Yeah. Yes. She posts all the time. She's like, go buy the deals. Go buy the deals. And yeah. She bought decorations. She bought the little blower thing. She bought... Little swirly confetti thing. She had us all sit around the table, lit the candles in the cupcakes, and made us sing happy birthday like three times just so she Three get times? Perfect. Well, I had to get it right. If yeah. you mess up happy yeah. birthday to my favorite child, you're going to sing it again until right. you get it right, right? So I want to be at this birthday party. <laughs> I don't want to miss I'll this. I'll live it later because it's Will going you? down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going down. Okay. But you just realized it's two years. I did. All right. I want to talk about the comments, okay. daughter, but I also I, give us a little background, which would take an hour and a half interview, but give Quick. us a background on the comments, daughter. Quick background would be that my father was a con man, mm-hmm. the kind you see on Dateline shows in 2020 and whatnot. He had some mental issues and stuff. And so we just grew up different um, under his kind of, I don't know what you would call it. He, he was doing con stuff and we just kind of had got drug along in the wake. Mm. And so the book is kind of like the ramifications of being drugged behind his, his uh, boat, so yeah. to say, but all that 
in the book is about how God redeemed all those things for me because we went through a lot when he was here. And when he passed away, God really took all those extreme hurts and extreme um, lows and made them kind of my, my biggest, not my biggest highs, but like my biggest, maybe my jumping stones that I can stand on and show how wow. God glorified those moments because yeah. he really has done a work. And every single piece, everything that I went through, there is something in my life now that God has made it um, uh, good in his glory, you know? Yeah, like redeemed it. Oh, for... in, in ways I could have never written myself or imagined yeah. or even prayed for, because I wouldn't have prayed for those things because I didn't think they were possible. Yeah. But God did, and, and so... Give here, us an example. I'm going to throw you... Um, okay. Just put the spot on So me. one would be um, my little sister. When my father died, my mm. little sister was 12. Mm. And after that, it's in the book, she went through some really hard stuff, and she came to live with us at 16, and yeah. it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, brutal. When, it was pretty rough. It was rough. Yeah. Styles okay. and my sister are a year apart. And, wow. And when, and when my sister came to us, she was kind of a mess, and she knows it. If she's listening, she knows she was a mess. But it was a rough two years for us, and that's kind of where I left off in the book. Well, at the age of 17, she had been with us about a year and a half, two years, she got pregnant. Okay. And so that was, you know, you think that's just this huge, going to be this huge uh, weight and and everything's, how could this happen? How are we going to live our lives like this? Well, long story short, she placed him for adoption. Mm. He was born, he'll be two on the 26th of this month. And so we went through that pregnancy with her and her mom and I were there when he was born and the adoptive family, his parents were there when he was born. Yeah. And they're the most amazing people. And my sister's so brave because I can't imagine at 18 making that choice. It's a very, very hard choice that I at 43 don't think I'm strong enough to make. But she knew that she had to do what was best for this little boy. And she picked this family, and I was going to be real mad at them because I just they were taking the baby, you know. <coughs> and, she, and and his his mom knows. I've been like, I was really going to hate you. Um, you let her know. Oh, I let her know after, like <laughs> after, not before. Like, like when we yeah. became friends, I was like, oh, I hated you because I felt she was taking the baby, and yeah. you know, um, just bitter. And there's just so many emotions in adoption, and I yeah. couldn't process them. And so he went to his parents, and my sister was super brave and went through all those emotions. Well. They're the most amazing people. God put, they had waited nine years to have a baby. They'd been trying for nine years mm. to have this baby and they just couldn't. And so, so that means when my sister was like eight or nine is when they started trying to have a baby, you know, and here my sister is, um, 18 places, the baby, it's an open adoption. We talk to them all the time. She just wow. sent my sister a necklace for mother's day with his name and birthday on it. She sent my sister a mother's day gift oh my gosh yeah and they love jesus oh they love jesus one of his first words was bible yes really and so he memorizes bible verses he's t- he's not even two and oh she'll my gosh. she'll say the verse and he'll say genesis 1 1 or whatever he's not even two that these people are amazing they wow. let me stay with them i was speaking near them they're six hours away they let me stay at their house and participate in his bedtime and took me to dinner with them and They've let my sister come stay. They text her pictures all day. I mean, it's so amazing. And I know that God has redeemed wow. their story. Yeah. And I think that God redeems my sister's story because now my sister has had a 4.0 consistently in school. She's working hard. She's on a track to be a nurse. She's healthy. She's clean. Like, 
I can't imagine a better circumstance for her Yeah, and for them. And we're all so blessed that God was like, when we're in our deepest, like, how is this ever going to be okay? Yeah. God's like, just take a deep breath. You know, I got this. And you're going to see how it unfolds that even eight years ago, he knew Noah was coming. Noah's my nephew. He knew Noah was coming and he prepared my sister for that. And he was preparing his mom for that. And um, so sometimes he redeems things in like... 20 years and sometimes he's preparing you for eight and all this kind of stuff and we kind of have to be still and trust in his plan and it's hard when you're in the thick of it but when you get to the other side Mm. you're like oh my gosh yes of course yeah of course you know oh my gosh because god's always smarter than us right (laughs) always (laughs) we're just like need to get out of the way that is that is a great redemption story yeah it's at the end of the book my sister comes to live with us and it's not it's not a joyful i mean not that I don't love my sister. It just wasn't a joyful circumstance. But right. through, through that. That doesn't. That makes me want to hear more redemption of what has come out of oh, this book. Oh, just tons. Is there anything I'm, else that comes to your oh, mind? Um, the book is The Comments Daughter. While you think about that, because I want to let our radio audience know also, um, we're giving a few of these away. We had some people on Facebook Live. I've got one for Nelda. I know that. And uh, I want to give you the opportunity. If you haven't read this book, you need to read this book. And uh, if you don't win it today by emailing me, steve at verybold.com, go on Amazon, go to candacecurry.com. I don't know if that le- you can buy it, it yeah. there. Sure. Okay, sure. It, or it'll link you to like <clears throat> you Amazon. To Amazon or, and Barnes yeah. & Noble and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Um, the Con Man's Daughter, Story of Lies, Desperation, and Finding God. You want to know this story, and you do want to give it away. You want to have um, whoever. Really, it's just a blessing. I mean, my entire family has read it. It's an incredible story. And so now uh, we're kind of jumping ahead because we're not talking every detail about yeah. the amazing story. What, what can you think of for another kind of redemption story? Do you have another one that you've seen God work? Well, in the story, my father passes away, not to give the whole thing away, but my father passes away in a hotel room and I want what's in the hotel room because I just, I need answers and stuff like that. So I, in a weird twist, the Mm -hmm. FBI ends up with the stuff that's in my father's hotel room. And like a fool, I call them and try and get this stuff. Why is that a fool? What are you supposed to do? um, Hello, FBI. Well, FBI confiscates (laughs) something from a room. You don't call them like, hey, can I have it? Like they have it for a reason, right? But I meet with FBI. This is in the book. And and I'm just kind of desperate because after my father's death, his girlfriend told me that the last thing my father had done was send her an email that in all caps said, tell my children that I love them or tell my kids that I love them. And I didn't believe her because anything surrounding my dad, I never believe. I thought she was trying to pacify me or, you know, whatever. And so I I needed that. Like, that's the only reason I called the FBI. I just needed to know if that email was sent. Like, they could have just, can you just check his email? You know, I don't even have to come get it. And they would not tell me anything or give me the computer. And and I know, I mean, I didn't really expect that they would, but I had to try. Yeah. And so I left in the book, I'm left not knowing what, if that existed or that happened. And Crazy cliffhanger. yeah. Yeah. And Five years later, when I thought I had been healed and I thought I had all the answers that I needed and that kind of stuff, the FBI calls me and they're like, we, you can come get this. Five years five later. Five years later, almost exactly, like I'm five years and one month later, out of the blue, call me. You can come get your dad's stuff. I'm like. That's so and, weird. Yeah. And I'm thinking they've wiped it clean. This is an old computer I don't even want anymore, but I'm going to go down and get it. So I right. go down and get it and I get home and. Uh, I have the computer and I, I plug it in and I open it and without having to do anything, just simply opening the computer up on the screen is the email he sent to his girlfriend. And in all caps, it says, tell my kids that I loved them. Wow. And it was a shock. I took a picture immediately because yeah, that's good. what we do these days, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and kind of digested it for a minute. My sister lived with us at the time, so I had told her, you know, do you want me to tell you what I find on this? And yes. And so I ran to her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the email's on the computer. Because, you know, my computer now, if I open it, I have to put in a passcode right. before anything comes on. Well, I didn't right. have to enter anything. I mean, I opened it, and there was the email, yeah. which is crazy. Right. And I clicked on his inbox to find other emails just to, like, see what had gone on that day. And it kicked me out of the whole computer system, and I haven't been able to get in it at all since so i think it's god i think i needed that answer so desperately and i kind of like pushed it back and just figured i was never going to get the answer so i just kind of accepted it yeah but god's time and i don't know why five years i don't know if i needed to go through some stuff in that five years or my sister needed to be with us when i found it you know because she didn't come for a while and when i got the computer she was living with us so maybe that was it i really don't know but definitely god's way of just saying okay sweet girl (laughs) <laughs> Here's your answer. Move on from this. You know? Yeah. Like, he did think about you because I was like, why weren't we enough? Right. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. What sort of, I mean, what did it mean to you when you, when you read that? I mean, try um, to process with us. I've <clears throat> learned that, that my dad, I always thought my dad didn't love me, but I've learned that he loved me the best way he could. So you always thought he didn't love you. I mean, always. when you were looking back. <clears throat> yeah. I just didn't Just growing think, up, you're like, my dad doesn't Yeah, I didn't love think me. he was capable of it. He wasn't? Okay. And, and you know, he has like uh, sociopathic behavior and that kind of stuff. So there's a different capacity for what he can feel that we do. Right. And so I've, I'm coming to accept that. And I think um, I'm just learning that, okay, he loved me the only way he could. And maybe it's not normal or what I wanted, but I just have to accept that. That's the way he loved me, and I, I can't change it, and I'm not going to get more, and I'm not going to get less. And um, I'm super blessed with two men as my children's fathers that love their children deeply, and I have to, like, uh, rejoice in that. Yeah. And and there's my, my shining light on the father-daughter situation. I have, you know, lots of little girls that have amazing dads. Right. And so I just am, like, glad that God did that for them, and I accept where my dad was with me. But seeing the email was like, okay, he thought about us. Yeah. And that, even if he didn't like deeply love me, he thought about me right before he died. Right. And I, that weirdly brings me peace. I, I don't think that's weird. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think that weird. makes sense. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just like, when I'm trying to think of what went down in the room, Yeah. it's a weird thing to process. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what his thought process was that day. Right. That he, yeah. that he sent the email and, you know. Right. So, I don't know. Okay. All right. There's a lot going on. I mean, that's that's dad-daughter stuff. I mean, you'll probably be processing the rest of your life. For right? sure. So how does God help you sort of process through that? I mean, Well, I have a heavenly father that loves me yeah. deeper than any earthly father could ever love their child. And right. it, more than I could love my children. And I have accepted that my earthly father is who he was, but my heavenly father is who he is, mm. which is greater than anything I could have I deserve, yeah. you know, maybe I didn't deserve the father I got here on earth, but the one in heaven that loves me, I just will constantly try to live up to earning his love. I mean, I know we can't, you know what I'm saying? Right, but like, right. I can't be good enough for my earthly father. Yeah. I never will. Mm-hmm. But I can try to be good enough for my heavenly father, like uh, be respectful of his love. Yeah. You know, yeah. does that make sense? I don't yeah. know if I'm coming up with the right words, but like, mm. I know that I have a father that loves me yeah. deeply, yeah. deeply. And so I have a lot of comfort in that, you know? Right. And when I realize that my heavenly father is, is who truly cherishes me and um, is my, my savior, 
right. than the kind of earthly father. Okay, he didn't. But And you know what? I'll get to see my earthly father in heaven, and there will be a different, you know, we won't have this right. thing. Yeah. And so I'll get to love on him then, whether I... You know, I know it won't be a father-daughter thing when I get to heaven. Yeah. But I'll get to be with him and, and have a love that has no yuck in it. Right. You know? Right. And so I'll just <clears throat> hang on to that, and I'll wait for that. And when I get that, then cool. That is that is pretty amazing. I love that <clears throat> that picture of heaven. I mean, when John talks about it in Revelation, God wiping away every tear from our mm-hmm. eye. And I think redeeming and those things that we don't understand here on earth now, I think that that picture of him wiping away every tear is not just – not just sitting there and letting us cry, but I think it's him redeeming those things and helping us to understand, I think, in the loving arms of our Heavenly Father, just all those things we don't get now. I think we're just going to understand. Like you're seeing redemption oh, yeah. now for sure. many different facets of your your story. Um, but I think then there's still just so much more for God to reveal. Things we don't even get. You right. know? And and you don't have I believe when we're in heaven, I'm not gonna even know the hurt my father put on me on earth. Yeah. If, yeah. Is what I believe. Yeah. And so I think there will just be joy to see each other. Right. Pure joy. Right. And and even, you know, my mom and my brother who have, you know, deep hurts from him too, I think that they'll just it'll be joy and my weird to say, but my mom will be like joyful to see my dad and that Yeah. They're not gonna be husband and wife up there or dad, we're just all gonna be brothers and sisters and it'll be joyful. Right. And so I'm just gonna put my eyes on that right. when it comes to what happened here. So the story that we're talking about here with the con man's daughter, I mean, just for people that are just tuning in, if you don't have the book, you want to get it, you can email me, steve at variable.com. That'll give you a chance to win one of these. Now Now I'm down to feel like two because I'm holding <laughs> on to one. I'm giving one to Nelda. And, uh, and so, but you still have a chance. If not, don't even worry about it. Just, you don't have to wait for me to mail you one or anything. You just go on Amazon and get the con man's daughter, but it's a story of, of a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. So I know that a lot of your readers, I mean, we, we experience pain at different sort of levels and you experienced that at a deeper level, I think, than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when we read your story, it brings us comfort and peace to know, man, I mean, she went through some real pain and garbage and hurt and look at what God has done. And I know your readers and people have been blessed by reading your story. And I even remember when you came to our church and spoke and just we had that one woman who was a guest that day and you changed your message and everything just to really speak to her. And I know you did and you spoke to her privately and and I know you blessed her. So um, what is it like as you look over two years, the two year birthday of the con man's daughter, realizing like the lives that you've impacted and touched by sharing a very personal, vulnerable um, story, your life. My sister-in-law messaged me and she said, do you have regrets for being so open? Ah, like, is there anything yeah. you ever regret? Yeah. And there's not because I know I don't write like, Hey, I'm going to write this about my life so that I get sympathy or whatever. Right. It's, it's truly what God puts on me to write, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's scary and it's intimidating, but I know that God, when, you know, when I go speak, I don't plan a speech ahead of time. I just pray when I yeah. On the way. And then God kind of, even in the middle of a message, he's like, go this way, you know? Right. And so I didn't set out like in my life to become a writer or a speaker, or I wasn't even a Christian. And so I know this is all God's hand. I know this right. has nothing to do with me and that God it has a little something well, to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that I'm the messenger, Yeah. you know? And so I just tell the message God wants me to tell because I know somebody needs to hear it. 
And I always say your story could be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. So tell your story. Ooh. And so I know that something, you know, I'll get messages and say, oh, uh, this happened in my life, too. And how, you know, and I'll, I'll always respond, you know, I try to as much as possible. But my my hurts and pain and what I went through, I'm not the only one. Right. You know, um, and, and some people don't know Jesus the way I do. And maybe I'm their way to get to Jesus. You know, sometimes you have to be the face of Jesus. Well, you always have to be the face of Jesus. But sometimes it doesn't look pretty. You know, sometimes you it looks kind of yucky and messy. Right. But. To t- you know, telling that story and getting people to see what Jesus does leads them to Jesus. So who am I not to tell my story of what Jesus has done for me? Right. You know, yeah. even when it's painful. Yeah. Like you got to go through the pain. Um, I wouldn't change any of that hurt because I know it is. I know my husband came to Christ because of some of our dirt. You know, right. so I wouldn't change it. Well, it's a beautiful story of re- redemption. I want to get Styles. Uh, I want to get some of your thoughts on this, on your mom writing this book and telling the story. Um, what can you, what what is it like for you? I mean, knowing your mom's story is out there. I've had people stop me. Like I went to Nyosa, and someone stopped me and said, "Are you Candace Curry's daughter?" Wow. Yeah. I've had that happen to me multiple times, actually. What? Yeah, that's because I blast her face on the internet all the time. <laughs> but um, that's weird. <laughs> it is weird, but I think it's cool. I mean, I read that book and didn't know a lot of the stuff in there, and was really taken back by it. And I think it's cool that she shares her story with everybody because I don't think I'd be brave enough to do that. So I think it's awesome. Well, that's cool. What was it like for you when you're reading some of the hard things that your mom went through? I just, I can't imagine. I cried a lot because I didn't know like 80% of that stuff. And so it was really hard reading that Yeah, because it's my mom and I don't want any of that stuff to happen to her. And so it was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But when she, she did it for a... English project. Like oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I had an English project, and you had to read, what is it called, a memoir or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so I did it for an English project. And so I would be reading it in class, and I would be like, I have to stop reading this. And like, It wasn't even the book. She just, I printed it out. We hadn't even gone to publishing yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> so she, and so I had like the paper, I had like it on sheets of paper, and I was reading it. And I think I had to switch books because I couldn't do it. And I had to like write about it. And I told my teacher in the middle of the project, I was like, I can't do this book anymore. I need to switch books. It's my mom's <laughs> book. I, I got to pick a different book. She's right. like, okay. So, yeah, it was kind of rough. Right. She, I was in the morning drinking coffee and she'd been reading my book the night before and she woke up and her hair's all, she walks in, she goes, you know, that thing, Grace, you always talk about. I'm like, yeah. And she goes, oh, you got a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, we have about, about a minute left, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, in a minute. Good luck with this. So are you writing a sequel? Are you writing another book? What's the process? What's that look like? Where are we? I have written the whole book in my head. I just have to get it <laughs> to a computer. I mean, I write constantly oh, yeah. in my head, yeah. and I need to get it out. Just different things. Honestly, I've been focusing on a, a co-parenting a, book. No, I'm. I have a lot. I have two books in my head. Truly, a, <laughs> you have a lot more than two. <laughs> I'm sure. But okay. In, but I just recently, my ministry has been small and focused on my family and um, reaching just like the kids at our school and, and that kind of stuff. I've just been, I think that's so significant. Yeah, I think that's so important because you could have, I mean, you could have really just become like, that's who you are. The con man's daughter. You could have, 
put your family aside. I mean, you could have that that whole life. Sometimes it blows up like that. Well, I think I got caught up, and then it hit me one day, and I was like, no, my ministry is within my four walls right now. Yeah. And so I've I've scaled back on writing, just in general, just blog posts and whatnot. I've I've tried to like really like dumb down my life. I don't mean dumb down. Dumb but you down know, my life. Well, you simplify? know what I'm saying. Yeah, simplify. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I like dumb to, down. To, that that describes know. my life. So that's I good. have three girls in elementary. We have one graduated from high school, Styles is in college. They're James in is going school. to... Did I, what I say? Yeah, elementary, but whatever. We lose track know. sometimes. Just, <laughs> it's a good st- thing you have Styles babies, around. Stay, stay babies. babies. Um, so we just have, you know, all aspects going on here. So I'm trying to really focus on making them healthy adults and kind and giving and all that kind of stuff. And so... I gotcha. am going to plan on right to write the book, but I want the timing to be right and not take away from my family. Right. Oh, I love that. All right. This is Candace Curry. Um, her website is CandiceCurry.com. You also can find her on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and really, you just can enjoy everything that you do right. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful. God Thank has you. truly given you a gift. If you don't have the book, email me, Steve, at VeryBold.com. Right now, you've got a chance. Or on Facebook, if you're posting, you've got a chance. Uh, if not, though, go to Amazon. Get this book it is a beautiful story and uh, you you talked about crying through it styles i I cried through it my (laughs) wife cried through it we we all cried through it and we just it's an amazing uh story that you've told and i love the encouragement for our listeners today of some of you you have a story to share and it's a hard story to share but it's an important one to share that god has given to you and some of you are like well my story is not that crazy and if you've read the book it's a pretty crazy story a pretty amazing story but your story is the god that has given that god has given you and mm-hmm. it is for someone else to to know that story so um today and this week you can be very bold and you can share that story. And if you're a little bit shy about it right now, you can email me, steve at verybold.com. Just take a couple of paragraphs and tell me what your story is and uh, reach out to me. I'd love to know it and I'll be praying for you. So wherever you guys are, thanks again, Candace Curry. Thanks, Styles, Chris, Samantha in studio and Ernesto as always. But wherever you guys are today, whatever you're doing, I encourage you to be very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.